Welcome again to the As Beautiful As Beauty podcast. My name is Ngozi Chuku Kenechuku and I am your host. I'm excited to announce to everyone that this episode is our 10th episode. Yes, it's the 10th episode of your favorite beauty podcast. Yeah, and I'd like to take this opportunity to shout out to everyone who has been listening from the very first episode up till now, the 10th. On this episode, we're having a very special guest and, of course, a life-giving conversation. Our guest on this episode is Zainab Atonda. Zainab is a creative, passionate about media and communications. Her love for Jesus is beautiful and bold. And I must add that, indeed, Zain is sweet and amazing. So, let's get started. Hi, Zane. Hi, Ngozi. How are you doing today? I'm fine. And how's the month been like? The month, February. Yes. <laughs> it's been quite interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very quick work like going to the business for. <laughs> Can you please introduce yourself to us? Okay. I'm Zainab. I'm Zainab Atonda. I am a lover of Jesus. <laughs> That's the first thing. I am also into um, branding and communications, right, as a career path. So I help brands communicate better to their audience. I am a sweet and easygoing person. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it about me, really. And I love words. Yeah, I love words. So I write. I'm a writer. Like, that's the foundational, the foundational skill. That's so sweet. Indeed, you're sweet and amazing. <laughs> so what do you think about the concept of redefining beauty, which is what As Beautiful As Podcast is about? So what do you think? Uh, so I think it's actually an interesting one, a very interesting one, because uh, normally when we hear the word beauty, majority will think that everyone see beauty the same way, right? It's a it's a common word, so it's quite easy for people to think that it's a generic word. But thanks to this, um, your concept, thanks to this concept of yours, it has shown us that truly we are different as humans. Cause I've seen, I've seen, um, different episodes or should I say I've heard different episodes 
yeah. of the podcast. And when I get to hear how people define beauty, I'm like, wow, interesting. So it shows that really we do see things differently. We it shows that the word means a lot more to different people in different ways. And this um your podcast has brought that to light. Yeah. So I, I, I like it. It's it's a great concept. Thank you. Like I always say we we always ask this question because I want to be sure that I and my guests we are on the same page before mm-hmm. we now you to be sure that we understand the vision and the purpose for this. So Zainab, how would you define your kind of beautiful? So as beautiful as as what? As Jesus. <laughs> when yeah. I first when I first saw your answer, like when we talked about it on WhatsApp, I first thought to myself, like, what questions do I ask? Because your question, your answer in itself, like, is a lot. I'm <laughs> like, Jesus, like, oh, didn't Jesus? <laughs> like, it's a whole lot. But then I, I also thought that I would just let you talk about everything. Everything behind the answer. So why did you choose to define yourself as Jesus? Uh, okay. So that's because um I think I actually got to understand the meaning of the word beautiful when I encountered Jesus, when I started a an intentional relationship with Jesus. So yes, beautiful is a word that, you know, um I've always known about now, yeah? Because the normal English word. You see something nice and you're like, oh, this is beautiful and everything. But the moment that uh the moment I started to leave Christ, the moment I started to be all about Christ, beautiful, like everything that I would see normally as beautiful, it didn't it's how do I even explain this? Like it was not it's it's it was not more like at par with the sweetness that Jesus began to reveal. Do you I don't know if you get me. So okay. maybe something like, oh uh I have a fine face and okay, let's let me just use something like that. Okay. I have a fine face and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, I get compliments right from childhood to teenager and everything. So that word, oh, beautiful, means, you know, uh, she's fine. But after Jesus, or should I say in Jesus, I began to see myself. And began to see that I'm not just all about a fine face. Mm-hmm. I began to see that, oh, it's not this face self is just um the icing on the cake. There's mm-hmm. actually a lot more. Like even my life began to make more sense. I began to see myself more than the physical. 
DC, I began to see, okay, so there's actually an I so actually have a source. So I actually have an identity. So you mean I actually have a purpose? So you mean I actually have gifts? Like that term beautiful became brother, became it made much more sense than just the very frivolous things that we attach to beautiful. Do you understand? So it's more like Jesus made that word beauty. He made it substantial. He made it, he just made it, he, he added meaning, he added meaning to it. So that's why I say as beautiful as Jesus, because again, so another reason why I used the word Jesus is because again, if I'm to look around, if I'm to look at my growth, if I'm to look at my life now in general, Everything that the world can call beautiful that is around me, that I am comprised of, everything that anybody can call beautiful is all thanks and tied to Jesus. Mm. Do you see? So when someone see me and say, oh, you have a very lovely smile. I didn't create the smile. Mm -hmm. Oh, Zainab, you are very sweet. Your character is so amazing. That's the working of the Holy Spirit in me. You see, mm-hmm. it's not me. Oh, Zina, you are such a excellent woman. You do things so this. Like everything is just tied to Jesus. And I know that some people might say, um, so some people might say that, oh, but there are, there are people that are not um, spiritual that also mm-hmm. do good things. So, what are you trying to say? <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Some people might say, ah, there are people that are unbelievers mm-hmm. and are of the character, so great and everything. But there's always a difference. There's a difference that it cannot even be explained to the world. You just, you have to experience it to be able to tell the difference. You can only try to say, no. Yes, you might be good in everything. You might be blessed. You might be everything. But the fact that I have Jesus makes me more than you in every capacity. Because Jesus is like the greatest asset anybody can have. <laughs> it's not some. It's not a god that you can buy. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why. That's why I don't. Uh, have I been able to answer the question? Oh. Yes, you have. You have, even if, of course, we're going to continue the conversation. Okay. So, what, what is it about Jesus that made you define yourself? I know you've said a lot about why you choose that answer. Mm. But like, what is it about Jesus that made um, you choose that answer? If you're going to be talking to somebody that probably hasn't even like, met Jesus or mm-hmm. that hasn't experienced all of these things that you've just shared. So like, what is it about Jesus that um, we should go to to find our beauty? Mm-hmm. Because I found my own beauty in Jesus. My life um, made, my life started to make sense when I started a walk with Christ. Now, the funniest thing is that, you know, some people might hear this and be very surprised because I was this person that was actually living a a good life. Like I was a moralist. 
Moral mm-hmm. is that okay. I was brought up in a very good home, had great parents. I was never the troublesome child. I was actually like, what am I saying? Was <laughs> like I've always been this exemplary child. This is back then in secondary school. I won scholarships like twice. Like always stop my class. Always the class cap thing. Like so, I was. You look at me normally, then and you'll be like, ah, Omo, this person is just blessed to. Oh, wow. Do you, do you get what I mean? So, yes. Like, I, I, I really didn't have any issue. Maybe like, oh, my parents were so poor and like, yeah, we were managing sometimes, but they always had to provide for us. They always mm-hmm. had so I actually lived a a quite an average life and a a good life to an extent, right? Yeah. But then I now saw that yes, all that was there. There was also um some years where okay, that was uni when I was in uni, I had started um um serving in church because I actually can't remember being a Muslim. I had started. <laughs> my mom had introduced us to church since like I was four or three. I remember. So mm-hmm. I've always been a Christian. Yeah. So back in uni, when I when I entered university, I was serving in my fellowship. I was even an executive in fellowship and all. I had good grades and everything, but. Now I can look back and say that then I was, I still didn't understand who Jesus was. It was just more about head knowledge. It was just more about, oh, okay, there's a God that loves me, that this, but I didn't really know this God personally mm. yet. I'll, yes. I'll, pray, I'll pray and I'll do all those things. We'll fast in church and everything. Oh, None of those experiences were personal. And my life was still a normal, okay life, right? But the moment I started a walk with Jesus, and that walk with Jesus also started from a place of desire. Like anytime I just hear people say, oh, I talked to God, God told me this. I'll be like, hey, God, how are they hearing God? How are they hearing how are they hearing God? How will you tell me that God told you something? Almighty God? <laughs> how did Almighty God tell you anything? <laughs> like, it looks so far. It looks so far-fetched that it looks so unreal. So mm. there was this hunger, there was this desire that I believe that God really needed to work with. Because now I understand why the Bible says that he that hunger and test for righteousness shall be filled. Like yeah. it is not a prayer point. Like it is a it is it is like if you are hungry mm-hmm. and testing, you must God will always fill you up. So I, I see that that is what God actually did. He saw the hunger in me and then ensured that I became filled up. Right? So my work with God started with relationships, um, not relationships, um hunger, hunger for God. And gradually, I just started to listen to 
different people, messages that just started to shape me from the inside out. I began to ask a lot of questions. And gradually, gradually, I cannot even tell you that, okay, is this particular person that helped me? So it was along the way, right, that I found out who my spiritual father is. Like all the, all those things too, was just God connecting the dots for me gradually and gradually. So the difference now, the difference now, because yes, my life is beautiful now. And like I said earlier too, it has always been beautiful. But now the difference I would, that I would say that I see is that there is, there is meaning. There is yeah. meaning to what I'm doing now. So back then, I was just doing things that, okay, ah, why was I being the first in class? I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Mm-hmm. Why was I always good, exemplary? Like, I just really, really respected my parents. That was it. I really respected my parents. I really loved my parents. So anything that that would not bring shame to my family, because my parents also put um, old me on ISTM. You know when your parents are always like, ah, remember the child of who you are? Remember the child of who you are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is this fear that really put in me that, hey, Zenabu, that's beautiful. So that, that, that was it. So that was it. But now, whatever I'm doing now, it's more like, it's coming from a place of, uh, this is who I am. It's coming mm-hmm. from a place of, this is what God wants me to do. It's not more about anybody. Yeah. So it comes with more understanding of who I am. So now I don't need, there's no reliance on any, on anybody. So not, not that, of course, I have relationships that is even mm-hmm. God that I've orchestrated. So I'm not saying that maybe I don't believe in human beings helping, no. But I'm saying that there's just this total dependence on God. There is clarity. There is identity. Mm. Now, okay, this is who you are, Zina. This one is not about um, upbringing. This one is about who God says you are. This one is about. Then there is this. There is this joy that I cannot explain. There is this peace that I cannot explain. Like mm. I can't even explain it. Do you see? So there's just a lot of perks mm-hmm. now that makes beautiful a very sweet word. It makes beautiful, it makes that word beautiful more meaningful than mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's like what it is about Jesus that makes it or that makes him worth mm. being a, a standard and definition of beauty is the meaning that he adds to our lives. Yes. So every other life can actually be perceived as beautiful, especially when it is a morally, like a moral standard kind of life. Mm-hmm. But then the difference is the meaning that Jesus adds to everything we do. Yeah. And you also mentioned that for us to be able to get to that point where we can actually find our beauty in Christ, it has to be 
intentional. Yeah, it has to be intentional. intentional. And you have to desire it. God works a lot with your hunger. He works mm. a lot with our desire. God, our, that's one thing I've seen over time. God will never force anything on you. If you are not ready, you keep waiting. You just keep, you just be there. Mm. But the moment you start to be interested, the moment you start to be interested, you are, you are calling God's attention. The moment you start to be interested, and how do you start to be interested? You start asking questions. You start wanting to know more. You so you will know that there's just this desire. You want to know more. You really want to know more. You don't even need to be asking the questions out loud to human beings. Mm. No. But in your heart, you're like, I really want to experience these things that this person. God hears. So he sees already that hmm, there's a there's a change. There's a change of thinking. There's a change of atmosphere. There's a change. And and it would definitely a, a perfect example of this is the man in the Bible that wanted to know um ah the man that was riding in chariots in desert. Can you remember okay. that story? I was reading about he was reading the scriptures, but he did not understand it. Then yeah. someone eh? Yes, continue. Yeah, that he could not understand the word. Then God had to send somebody to go meet him to explain mm-hmm. the scriptures to him. Mm-hmm. Can you remember that story in the Bible? Yes. yes. So immediately God sees your hunger, your desire, you will definitely be filled up. Definitely. So mm-hmm. it starts with your hunger and yeah. then you now have to be intentional to keep at it. Not that one day you are interested, the next day you're not interested. Yes, you now have to be consistent. So consistency can consistency can start from a place of can start mechanically at first. I can remember something that DDK used to say that time when I started listening to DDK. She would say that read your Bible as a duty. You just start reading it as a duty first. Mm-hmm. You are saying that uh, I'm not seeing anything. I don't understand it. Just continue reading it mm-hmm. as a duty. Okay, every five o'clock, I'll just open this Bible and just and just read two chapter or one chapter. Let me just fulfill righteousness. The moment you are consistent with that routine, gradually, gradually, the fact that you are consistent mechanically, mm-hmm. gradually you begin to grow into a place of um, loving it. You get, you begin to grow into a place because that consistency shows interest. Because it's mm-hmm. hard to be consistent. You know it's hard to be consistent. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so if if you can be showing up every five a.m. to study something that you are not understanding, God sees your heart. He sees that, ah, and she's still showing up. <laughs> no, she has to understand. Though. She has to understand. Yeah. <laughs> so gradually, you know. It begins to open up to you. It begins to open up gradually, gradually, gradually. 
gradually. It might not even be in that moment of the Bible study. It might mm-hmm. be that you just meet somebody. It might be that you just hear a sermon that will explain things to you more. It might be you just come across a book. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing. So when people, when people hear, oh, God did this, God did that, it doesn't have to be directly. It doesn't have to be, oh, you heard God. Hearing God can be that, oh, somebody told you something that, you know, that, okay, no, this can only be from God. It could be a book. It could be one line in a book that you just read and it just stuck with you. Like, wait, wait, how come I'm just saying this? That can be from God. Yes. So, like you said a lot and, you know, Someone can listen to this episode and feel like, oh, I like everything I'm hearing. In fact, I'm also as beautiful as Jesus without really understanding the practicality, the process of truly finding our beauty in, in Jesus. So mm-hmm. like that, that's the question I wanted to answer. How can we like find our beauty in Christ? We've, we've, mm. we've now learned about why and about, in fact, how, how special it is to find your beauty in Christ. Mm-hmm. And what it is about Jesus that just makes our beauty meaningful. But then how can we now find our beauty? Like, what is the process of finding our beauty in Christ? By knowing Christ. Okay. Yeah, by knowing Christ. So, you know, Christ is our standard as humans. Christ is our protos. My pastor will say is our protos. If there is anybody you want to ever emulate, if there is anybody that should be your role model, Christ is like the I, like is the peak. There is nobody else after him. So if your role model is Pastor Sam or your role model is um, Joshua Selman, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Those are great fathers in faith. But there's somebody that supersedes Damn. Joshua Selman and that's Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you make Christ your role model, that's the peak ever, right? Yes. That's the peak. So Christ is our standard and our Bible is the guide to knowing Christ. Mm. If you want to know who Christ is, get into the word. Get into the word. Mm. So why am I knowing Christ? If my Bible is telling me that I'm joint heirs with somebody, if my Bible is telling me that I am one with this person, like me and this person, we are one, how can I know myself more? The simple act is to know the person that is one. Me, I don't have a Bible to tell me, um, Zainab, this is your life. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three is your childhood. Then chapter 10 is when you are 23 years old. Then chapter, (laughs) I don't have that. But there's an equation that my Bible has said. My Bible has said that Zainab plus Jesus is equal to one. Mm-hmm. So Zainab, 
but I know Jesus. So that means if I should know Jesus, I will know Zainab. Yes. So that's why I said that if you don't know Jesus, you've you've not really you don't really know yourself. You are not Mm. living life yet. Mm. So when you know Jesus, you are able to know who you are. And how do we know Jesus? You get into the word. You Mm. get into the word. Now, the word is something that is actually very difficult to get into. Truth be told. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Truth be told. Even me, myself. Like, I cannot count how many times I've tried to be very consistent with Bible study. I'll be consistent for like two weeks. I'll slack again. I'll be consistent for like one week straight. I'll slack again. Even now, currently now. I'm on that consistency streak again like this, hoping to never slack again. (laughs) So yes, yes, the word is not um, really, um, to be honest here, it's not really um, so easy to get into like that. And, And I believe that that is why God created plenty systems for us to get into the word. What are the systems? Your church, which is why they used to say that if your church is not a worded church, a church where you are solely talking and teaching from the word, then you are shortchanging yourself. So your yes. church, for every single time you go to church, you are listening to the word. That's that, that that's that's one of the systems God created. Communities, mm-hmm. communities. Mm-hmm. Me knowing you, oh. I know Ngozi. Ngozi is a Christian now. She used to mm-hmm. post she used to post something on her status that I used to see. I've seen the word on Ngozi's status. Mm-hmm. I've heard Ngozi sing some songs that really minister to me. Uh, so even believers are systems that God created for us to know the word. Yes. Which, is why, which is why as a son of God, you just need to keep growing. Because your life, the more you grow, the more you know Christ, your life becomes, you become Christ-like, right? Your life becomes Christ that people see. So many of us listen to all these plenty pastors. Why? We can see Christ in them. That's why. Yes. So, yes, you might not be able to easily get into the Bible itself. Start with the church. Start with the pastor. Who is your pastor? Start with friends. Who are your mm-hmm. friends? Right? Gradually, it's impossible for you to be surrounded by a great church, a great pastor, a great, great friend, and not eventually enter inside the Bible. <laughs> it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And when you now finally enter the Bible, you are entering the Bible with more understanding because there's also the Holy Spirit that is inside of you, the greatest advantage. Yeah. It's also the Holy Spirit inside of you. So gradually you begin to enjoy the scriptures. Yes, it might look it might look um so far fetched, it might look so boring or anything. But because you're surrounded, um your pastor has explained something that is really interesting. Your friend said something that you really want to know more about. Or you mm-hmm. saw something, yeah. You would definitely enter that Bible. Mm-hmm. 
and then the Holy Spirit will, you know, help, also help you. So the more you know Christ, the more you know Christ, right? That's how, that's how to, that's how to know yourself. Yeah, another angle to this would be that God created us. So if you want to know, that means we are creatures, right? So if you want yes. to know a creature, you go and meet the manufacturer now. Mm-hmm. If an iPhone has, if iPhone um, has any problem today, if all of a sudden people are saying that their iPhone is um, exploding, everybody's just saying, we see it on Twitter that iPhones are exploding now to just get out and explode. Please, what will happen? Everybody will start questioning Apple. That. Please, please, please. What is happening? <laughs> so as a believer, who is our source? Who is our own creator as a human being? God. Mm-hmm. So, so the moment, <laughs> if you want to know what is wrong, if you want to know what will happen tomorrow, if you want to know why this is this, if you want to know why that is that, go and meet the person that created you. Mm. I mean, it's the person that created is the one that can know, not your pastor self, not your your pastor will just guide you because him to he has met, he has met the person, he knows the person. So he will just guide mm-hmm. you that okay, this is how he talks, this is what he does, this is how he this. But if you want your own answer, can go still need to go and meet your So that's another angle to it. So to know yourself, to know who you are. Know Jesus. I um I'm short of words because this this exact thing you just said was what the guest for the last episode like she mentioned it so she talked about we having a manual. Mm-hmm. The creator that created she said everything that is manufactured actually comes with a manual mm-hmm. to the people that we use that. So we ourselves, we too, we are products of God. And there is a manual that, that guides our life that tells us, oh, this is how this um, product, this is the features of the product, characteristics, mm-hmm. this is what this product mm-hmm. should do. This is where it should enter. This is where it should enter. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that like, you're saying this again. So yeah. on, I'd like to know, you know, when you say, oh, I'm as beautiful as Jesus, particularly in this generation, and in mm-hmm. this time, people tend mm-hmm. to look like they're raising their brows, like, really? Yeah, you do too much. <laughs> exactly. They pressure on, oh, you're being too spiritual, and they'll say, oh, let's face reality. What is it like? And I always wonder, like, what is reality outside Jesus. <laughs> but then I'll leave you to answer the question. How have you been able to manage the pressure from being unashamed about your identity? Being unashamed about this answer that you gave. How have you been able to ma- and how can we also manage our the pressure? Mm. I think um I think I think the answer to that will be knowledge. What you know, what you know, 
defines your convictions. So when 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 I didn't really know Jesus, right? Me too. Mm-hmm. I used to say that. What happened? Like, what is it? I'm also a Christian. <laughs> oh my God! If my best friend should ever hear this, she will laugh. Because I want to mention her now. <laughs> because she was actually, um, or she's actually, like, a, a faith journey started before mine, like a personal relationship. Like, I remember okay. back then, I used to stay with her, like, after school, during my NYC days when I was seven. I used to stay with her in, in Lutz, because she was studying medicine then. She would go for prayer walks. She would wake up in the midnight, she would be studying her Bible. I mean, the only thing that could keep me up at night is movies. <laughs> I would be like, hey, I'm a Christian, no. <laughs> and Toby, me, I don't know which one is that. This one, no, I'll just be laughing, like I'll be laughing at that. Like, but what's the difference between now and then? Knowledge, what I know now. Mm. Knowledge strengthens your conviction because I know that because I know my name and I know that my son name is Atonda and I know my daddy, I know my mommy. I grew up with them and everything. If someone comes to tell me today, Nada, or somebody's saying that, ah, that's not your daddy, that's not your mommy. They just <laughs> like to you. They just, I'll really be in your year. You don't be like, please, come see cool? now. If you like, even show me. Evidence. If you like, show me DNA report or anything. Your, your the, own. DNA, the DNA report might shake me at first that, ah, hey, what is going on? But when I think of it again, uh, but this one happened, this thing happened this day. And this was what happened. This was how I handled it. This man has done this for me. This man has done, like, it would just be hard for me to even accept anything like that. So that's how it is. Because I know, I know them. Do you understand? So the yeah. more you know, the, the more you actually know, the more it is harder for anybody, for what anybody to see, um, for what anybody <laughs> saying to affect you. Right, the more so, so what do you know should be the question. So, if you are bothered or if it's affecting you, maybe what people are saying, then it means you need to know more mm. about Jesus mm. because there's really nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. So, so, um, that's if there's any fear, any stigma in publicizing Christ, it just means there is more to know. Mm. There is more to know. But even even ourselves like this, that even know, we'll still hear some men of God say some things and you're like, ha, <laughs> are you for real? That's to show mm. that there's always more to know. There's also, so, yes, I do get that. Um, I beg, I'm also, are we, we are all children of God. They're not the only one. They're not the only this. Yes, all those things definitely come around once in a while. But as long as your conv- as long as your conviction is strengthened in the word and you you really know God, it won't really bother you. And then I think another thing again is your experiences. That's another thing. Are you me? Yes, I am. Okay, your experiences. So there are certain things that you would experience in Christ that 
nobody can tell you that there is no God. Eh? You <laughs> be like, eh? Me that, eh? Maybe you hear encounters like, oh, lights um was shining in my room. I saw an angel of the Lord. Or you hear encounters like, um, I was walking alone in the night. Uh, God saved me from, like, they are just, all of us have personal encounters that in Christ that will just make you, it will seal your faith. It will strengthen your faith that mm-mm, nobody can tell me there is no God. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. This, this particular one who, ah, is God. Nobody mm-hmm. can do it. Nobody knows it. Nobody, do you get? Yes. And I think God blesses us with those experiences to also strengthen our faith. Yes. To strengthen our faith. That, uh, mm. There is a God. So no matter what anybody is saying, be like, you just begin to pray. That's another thing again that, that I observed or that I'm still even observing. That most times the reaction to that, when I get that, my reaction to that is always, I pray you come into the knowledge of, of who God is. Yes. And before, that was not my reaction. Before, I'll be mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, I'll be despising, I'll be despising them, right? Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah. despising them that, what do you know? <laughs> hey, like, I'll just be, <laughs> there's just this very funny reactions to all those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you? Why to be saying? What do you know? But thanks. That that's 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 that's. Thank you, Jesus. Really, that's another thing. So that that's another pick of Jesus. Your character, mm-hmm. you will definitely be getting better. He will mm-hmm. be teaching you. Lord, has to teach me that. No, the only difference between you and this person is what you know. Yes. So don't try and be thinking that you are anything better. It's just mm-hmm. knowledge. So just pray. Pray, just be praying for them that as you received the light, as you received the knowledge of the truth, they also get to receive it. And this is why Paul said in the Bible, in, I can't remember, um, I don't know, I'm still struggling with knowing Bible, um, <laughs> the Bible exact places. It's just the words I know for now. So yeah, so there's a place in the Bible where Paul mentioned that do not argue foolishly. Mm. I believe it is in this context. There are some arguments you don't go into because mm. the person has just not entered that. Like the person has just not um, mm. understood to that level that you do. So there's no point arguing. You get yeah. there's no point. The best thing you can just do is just pray. Just be praying for them. That God, mm. my pastor will say that this Bible verse Ephesians one seventeen. Hope I'm correct. <laughs> that the eyes of our understanding is being enlightened. Mm-hmm. And Pastor will say that you can't finish that prayer point. That the mm-hmm. eyes of my understanding is being enlightened. That I may know the hope of my calling. The hope of his calling, right? Mm-hmm. That my eyes is enlightened to know. So that's the prayer. So that's it, mm-hmm. really. That's the... So to withstand the treasure is knowledge just focus on knowing on knowing more yeah. yeah the more you know the more your strength the more your faith is strengthened 
the more it yeah. doesn't bother you. Mm. Thank you so much, Zane. You said a lot, and if we continue, I don't think we will exhaust this <laughs> really. But then, on the final note, what would you say to our audience? Hmm. On the final note, I'll say that I'll say that Jesus is everything, really. No matter, no matter how comfortable you might think you are, no matter how rich you might think you are, no matter how blessed you might think you are, why not just try to just taste Jesus? Mm. To just even hear that, what is all this force that they are talking about? Mm. Right? What is all this force? Let me just even... Let me be interested in this Jesus. Who is this Jesus? Right? Just, just start with those questions in your heart. You might, like I said earlier, you don't need to tell anybody or anything. Just start with those questions in your heart. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus that you are shouting about? <laughs> Jesus, I want to know you too. Let me even, yeah, let me even know. Like, just have a taste. Right? That's it. Have a tip. You would you would know that really life is sweeter. Life makes much more sense with Jesus in it. Yes, Jesus in it. Much more sense. And yeah, I think sense. that it reaches this reaches many people as possible, and that they will really and truly begin to ask those questions. And as they ask the question, of course, I trust Jesus to be ever available to reveal himself to them. Ah, readily available. <laughs> to us too. So thank you so, so much, Zee. Thank you. Thank um, you too. Thank you for the platform. Thank you so much. Already, I'm so blessed. And I trust that as many as this episode will reach, they will also be blessed. So thank mm. you so much. And thank do enjoy of the month. We hope to have you again some other time. <laughs> thank you. I love to be here again too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the As Beautiful As Beauty podcast. Do not forget to share and drop your feedbacks. Thank you again. I'll reach out to you again same time next month. Do enjoy the rest of the month.